0: Hey! Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the Unbiased King. Oh, no. My soundboard's not working all of a sudden. Oh, no. Damn. Well, there you go. There you have it. I should have tested it beforehand. Oh, wait. Hold on. Maybe I'm in the wrong soundboard. Okay. Unbiased King. There it is espinal and joining me through discord it is the man the myth the legend it is the tank top sage it's joshua gangsta time co it's called partner but it should be called gangsta time
1: what up chris what's good everybody listening i do have a tank top on right now yes yeah that is a fact
0: also joining us it is the man the boy the guy the, the brains behind the operation it is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, we're back. Oh, oh, we're back. We took a little breaky-poo because, uh, you know, we just couldn't get together for last week. Sometimes life gets in the way, but we are back for this week, at least. I don't know. Next week, jump is off, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, we're back. Uh, very excited to get into it. We got a lot of manga to talk about, a lot of uh, fun things that happened this week, so... Uh, let's not waste any time. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter or X and Instagram uh, Joshua Cole. Where can they find you?
1: At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and on New
2: Jump City Josh.
0: Ooh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at B dot
2: on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you X catch me when I'm streaming, huh? shut up <laughs> uh, if you want to catch me when i'm streaming you can find me at twitch.tv
0: yeah you can follow the show itself at new jump city on uh x or instagram uh check us I out <laughs> i mean that's what it's called now you
1: we, need to, you need to be stopped.
0: we have no Much. choice but you to call to it it's on x in uh, uh, Instagram uh, at New Jump City, or uh, email us at New Jump City Pod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, if you email us a question, uh, we'll answer it on our uh, new pre show chat show that we do every week uh, before the pod. Uh, it airs on the Wednesday uh, after we put up the main episode, so you know we have like a little bit of extra bonus content for you guys. So, Uh, If you guys have any questions, anything you guys want us to read on the show, uh, just thoughts about the show in general, uh, hit us up at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com and um, we'll read it on the pre-show chat show. Uh, You can also comment under the YouTube video that uh, we put up of the show every week. Uh, We're not entirely back in operation mode because I'm still like working off of a borrowed computer. So uh, it'll still be like the audio podcast, but you know, that's still good enough uh check us out on youtube give us a like a subscribe share the podcast uh take part in the really good chapter of the week poll that i forgot to do this week uh but usually goes up uh a couple hours after the chapters uh, come on viz's official uh website where you know we do our recaps based off of and um yeah uh oh yeah if you prefer audio podcasts anyway Uh, We're not just on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. We are on there. And that's every single episode of the show is on those platforms. It's not necessarily all on YouTube. Uh, So, yeah. With that being said, uh, I think we're done with plugs. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into the show. one piece. This is One Piece chapter 1089, hostage situation. Uh, last we left off, we have been uh, traveling all around the One Piece worlds, uh, getting the general goings on uh, across the world, whether it's the battle between uh, Eustace Kidd and Shanks, to the battle between Law and Blackbeard, to Did the. Did you bat- say battle? Mo- well, I guess the um, one sided raffle stomping of Eustace Kidd. Um, the evisceration. Yeah, the uh complete embarrassment of Eustace Kidd. Uh the 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 fair defeat of Trafalgar Law. I think he put up a better fight than uh Kid did to Shanks. Um and uh the battle between the sword uh agents, uh Garp included, uh, versus the white beard whitebeard pirates that were on Full Lead. Um and now we are opening up with a little bit of more of exposition as to what has been going on around the One Piece world. Uh, we start in uh, Windmill Village, which is, of course, Luffy's hometown, um, where they are also hearing of Garp's disappearance. Uh, and they also confirm that, hey, it doesn't say he's dead. So I feel like Oda's confirming that to us in a sense. <laughs> that, hey, he's he, I didn't say he's dead. He's just not around. Um... So, Watch, he's is
1: going to be hanging his skeleton from a fucking, uh, from a height, from a height for all of them to see. We're going to make an example out of him.
0: That is possible. I'm not saying that that's Remember when in Dragon Ball when
1: uh, the, the Namekian Shenron came out from the water as a skeleton?
0: Porunga. Is that what he did? When did that happen? I don't remember that.
1: No, he didn't come off the water as an alive skeleton. He was dead. Like, they had killed the, uh, the Nehemi and Shenron.
0: I actually don't remember like, this.
1: Hmm, I'm going to look that up in the meantime.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Meanwhile, Dark Dadan, uh, Curly Dadan is reading stuff in the newspaper about what's going on with them, and she's very worried. Very worried. Um, meanwhile, we see across the world in the East Blue, South Blue, West Blue, and North Blue, there are like massive earthquakes and tsunamis uh happening across the world, even across the grand line um and it happened it started happening around six days after the destruction of Lulucia um and they see that there's just like this giant fucking hole in the earth where Lulucia used to be and um the ensuing earthquake also. Uh, caused the worldwide sea level to rise by about one meter. And it like it triggered the losses of several beaches across the world, including the Kamabaka Kingdom and a couple of other islands uh, along the way. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, at the same time, uh, Luffy and his crew are trapped on Egghead. And last we left off with them, really, because I had to go back to remember exactly where we left off with them, Uh, Luffy and the gang are fighting against an unknown intruder that happens to be York or not an intruder, but a a traitor to, uh, the cause that happens to be York who has sold out the other Vega punks and the straw hats, uh, in exchange for the promise of her being spared by the Navy and becoming a celestial dragon. Um, but it seems that the Navy doesn't really, uh, intend to honor that request all the way as, um you know as we get into a little bit later um we learned that there are over 3 30,000 sailors that have pulled up to egghead which has apparently outclassed a normal buster call so they brought as many people as they could probably spare uh so on top of the 30,000 soldiers they also have nine vice admirals and kizaru there um and we cut over to kizaru who is currently uh on a phone call with Sentomaru um and Sentomaru is just like trying to i guess reason with him in a sense um and one of the navy one of the marines destroys or oh, i think Kizaru actually destroys one of the sea beasts um the sea beast weapons and um Sentomaru warns that if they attack the if they continue to destroy the sea beast then they'll like have to counterattack um and Kizaru's like, ooh, how scary! Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's not worried about it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sentomaru talks about ta- tells Kizaru is like, the punk developed the Pasevistas lasers after studying your powers. And we get like a tiny little flashback panel of Kizaru and Sentomaru when they were younger. Uh, I guess like working with Vega Punk. And um, Sentomaru's like, I never thought that you'd come to eliminate him one day. And Kizaru is like, well, studying the voided century is a crime. Even I can't defend so tomorrow, I'm just another cog in the machine. Um, but, you know, he assures them, is like, look, this isn't a battle necessarily we want to have either, you know, because the more we destroy, the more we lose here. Because obviously, Vegapunk has a lot of things that would be very useful to them. But, you know, mm-hmm. their hands are tied in a sense. Um, meanwhile, uh, as we know, Jay Garcia Saturn, one of the five elders, uh, is on the ship as well. And he makes sure that to tell people is like, don't let them figure out that I'm here. You know, I want this shit to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, he asked basically for a situation report on what's, what exactly is going on in egghead. And, uh, they don't necessarily know like the ins and outs of what actually happened there because they still haven't received like a mission complete report. So, all they can assume based on that is that, uh, Vega Punk still has his, uh, his, all of his, uh, stel- his satellites with him, plus the Seraphim that are defending him. Also the Straw Hats are on this island and, uh, Rob Lucci and CP Zero are all also on the island. Uh, we actually, they don't know what happened with them yet, but they know that they're here, um. And meanwhile, in the in the Fabrio phase, which is like the lower level of Egg, Egghead, they know that there are just like foot soldiers for the CP Zero being held up by Santamaru and the Pasifista Mark Three units. Um, at the same time, they know that the shields guarding the uh, the uh, Labo phase are operational, so everybody's trapped inside and nobody also can get in. At the same time, so Jay Garcia then asks like where are the research staff and technicians that work on egghead? And the vice admiral explains that they escaped yesterday, but they know where they are. And Jay Garcia is like, sink them. What if they know too much?
1: Yeah. Like he's stupid.
0: (laughs) Kill them. Kill them dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have no idea what's coming.
0: No, unfortunately. Uh, the vice admiral then explains that uh, Jewelry Bonnie is also on the island, and um, Jay Garcia is like Kuma's daughter. Poof. Whatever, who cares? It's not a big deal. Um, then uh, Kizaru picks up a signal f- coming uh, call from uh, Egghead, and uh, they seem to be calling over to Mary Joie. So um, Kizaru uses his uh, black transponder sail to tap into the call, as does Jay Garcia. And, um, uh, on the other end of the line is York, who last we saw had Vega Punk just trapped inside of, uh, one of the weird, uh, contraptions that they had underneath, underground. And, uh, York is like, what the fuck is Dude, going torture, on?
1: Still in those torture, uh, chambers. Yeah.
0: And York is like, what the hell's going on? Why are you trying to kill me too? when I'm the one who told you about the Stella's betrayal. And uh, the Gorosei explained that, like, well, you are also Vegapunk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we have to get rid of you, too. And York says, uh, hey, if I had any interest in the Void scenery, I wouldn't have told you about this. Um, and they're like, huh, I guess that's a good point. And uh, Nostro, uh, the samurai guy, the samurai-esque dude, uh, is the like, one that's not from Wano The one's totally not from Wano at all. Uh, is like, it's good that you survived. Did you did CP Zero reach the island? What are the Straw Hats doing now? And he says, the fact that I'm the only one to contact you after last night should tell you everything. The Seraphim are here, and um, she's asking, like, why is there? Why is the fleet surrounding the island? Are you going to war with me? And um, one of these uh, Gorosego is like, hmm. York, we've changed our mind. You're able to create the Mother Flame too, right? He's like, oh, yeah, now, you, now you're now you going to play nice with me, huh? He's like, yes, I can make it. And that's why I'm, I'm glad I sent it to you so I can... He's She was basically proving that she could make it. um. And he's like... And she says that, anyway, the power plant that creates it is on this island. So, you know, promise me that, that you won't hurt me or the lab and make me a celestial dragon and uh, we, you know... We can can work together still. And uh, the Gorosei agree, to which um, then York says, the first thing I want you to do is to come save me before Straw Hat Luffy kills me. And everybody (laughs) is suddenly shocked, like, wait, what? Huh? And uh, we end the chapter with a big two-page spread where this entire time it's revealed that York has been found, subdued, And is now being, as and is now, uh, under duress, calling the Gorosei, under duress by the Straw Hats, who are all there, squatted up, uh, just I guess eating right now, while also, um, making her call the Gorosei to find out the full situation, and now all the Straw Hats kind of know what's going on, uh, and know that they are directly fighting the Five Elders right now, Um, but. Yeah, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1,089?
1: Um, I really liked this chapter. Not my favorite of the week, but it was very enjoyable. Mm. Um, A weird thing came to my mind though, like midway through the chapter as you were covering it. And, you know, in the spirit of one of the questions we talked about on the pre-show, I just thought about like real-world scenarios in our manga and anime and, like what if Logan Roy was in One Piece? What would he <laughs> oh my God. What would he become? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not no fruit ability. Just, just Logan Roy.
0: Well, I definitely think he'd be a Gorosei member.
1: <laughs> Damn, you think he'd get all the way to that point?
0: Maybe not all the way to that point, but
1: I guess. All right, let's. If say you watch Logan Roy with all his regular life accomplishments, and then at age fifty, he gets teleported to One Piece world he has to start
2: from the
0: bottom. Well, this? theoretically, he would be closer to Morgans. Because he is yeah. kind of like a news apparatus that kind That's of functions for the government, but also not. So he would be closer <laughs> to Morgans, but a, a shittier Morgans. Because I feel like <laughs> Morgans is a little cooler than Logan Right, <laughs> <I>, I'd hope... <laughs> Like Morgan's is also
1: everyone as real people.
0: I feel like Morgan's is also like not a great person, but I feel like there's not much people worse than Logan Roy. Really.
1: Yeah, you know what? All right. With all of that said, you know it's one thing I think uh, Oda does a good job of in this series. is not counting citizens as like NARPs. Would you like to explain uh, to? people Not a real listening to what an NARP is?
0: Not a real person.
1: Right. In what context?
0: Uh, succession.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, but I'll break it down further. So basically, like... What happens in the lives of the everyday citizens of One Piece matter, you know, almost as much as it does to the main characters and the other major supporting characters. They're, they They're like this like pulse within the series too and you know like when seismic you know activities in the world happen no pun intended actually the pun was intended it came out really weird though um because at the beginning of the chapter where they was talking about the effects of uh the island disappearing on the rest of the world and it just you know Oda always does that uh like showing how that you know how like for me it did make me think about, you know, people in secession, like with Emu and the world government, where they, they just care less. Like, they literally eliminated people's homes. Whole whole fucking island is gone now. People going to follow their log post and pull up to a fucking puddle. I mean, pull up to a body of water. And be like, wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Keep it pushing. It's mm-hmm. crazy, man. All because this nigga felt some kind of way. Because he thought somebody was on the island.
0: Yeah, It's insane, Chris
1: and Brian. Um, these burly members. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. Um, page number eight of seventeen.
0: Let me know when you got there. Uh, eight.
1: Yep, page eight.
0: I am at eight. <laughs> I am. Okay,
1: eight. so I'm gonna. Just go ahead and say that um, bottom row, second on the right side, second to last. That
2: guy's a problem. <laughs> that
0: guy's
2: a problem.
0: Bottom right row. Trust
2: me, yeah.
0: Second right to last. Side, yeah. Multiple gen man.
2: The guy would say. You know exactly
1: ten. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't even have to tell you the location.
0: All I had to do was tell y'all.
1: Yeah, you yeah, no. yeah, I know. Yeah, was know who's the worst. Bro, I'll
0: tell you what. <laughs> That,
1: that guy's
2: gonna be a problem. What, <laughs> I'll tell you right. what. out of all of them?
0: them, I he was the most interesting one when I'm like, I wonder what his deal is. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, with
1: yeah, with um not a shadow of doubt in my mind, I I knew y'all yeah, yeah, would believe that. I as definitely well.
0: want him I um, definitely want to see him fight.
1: In my head canon, he is the strongest. And po- probably like the next Rob Lucci or something like that. Would that would be he's very Luffy, funny. He's, he's Luffy's next Rob Lucci before he goes to the next arc. Like there, you know what I'm saying. So, all right, the next strongest person, for sure, for sure,
2: is. I think it's the guy with the X's on him. X's on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's with been around age? before. This X scar. He's pretty
1: hardcore, and in the, in the fucking uh, little mustache.
2: Yeah, it's also because he has direct, like he's directly riding with uh, Jay Garcia. So I think. Oh, you know that
1: for a
0: fact?
2: He's
1: right I mean, next he, to him.
2: He's right next to him, and, he, oh, and he's literally shit. talking yeah, to him. Yeah, you're right. So I'd I like to think that maybe that means he's a little. Yeah, he's
0: been on consistently those. around. I recognize this guy. I don't remember his name, but he's he, he's been like one of the vi- most prominent, more prominent vice admirals. All right.
1: He's second strongest then. We're going to go to number
0: three. Are we ranking
2: one of them? Up? I'm going to just say the, the bottom right.
0: Bottom right. Guys. I think that's
2: who Frankie might fight.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine all the Straw Hats have one, uh, one-on-one one battles with these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's nine um, of these guys, and then there's Kizaru. Um,
1: what about Jay Garcia? How many Straw Hats are there?
2: There's ten. There's nine?
1: Ten. ten.
2: Wow. So each of them can get a matchup, and Luffy can fight Kizaru.
1: Okay. Um. Right. Yeah. And, um... Yo, yeah, Okay. So Zoro's gonna fight. Um, um. Zoro's gonna fight the, the nigga with the with the mustache and his X's on his face. No,
0: he's Sanji's gonna definitely
1: fight. gonna fight multi chin.
2: No, he's gonna. Sanji's <laughs> fighting multi chin. <laughs> Sanji's fighting right now. Sanji's already fought Queen, and Queen has like a long ass fucking neck. I think exactly. Sanji's done with long necks. I'm
1: gonna say I ain't no, I ain't, yo. Sanji's I think Sanji's the die with
2: the with the suit with the suit and tie. He's an officer of the government. He's not one of these goons, bro. He's not one of these pirate goons. Zoro's gonna fight the guy with the top hat because he has a sword.
0: Yeah, that's true. He does have a sword.
1: You think so you're so one dimensional. <laughs> how do you think Zaru the, guy only with the sword How do you think the guy on his how do you think the guy with the axes on his face got it? He's From got a sword, sword too, Brian, I think. From
0: practicing. From what? I think he's got a sword too.
2: Yeah, Actually, man. you know what? If he is like the 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 strongest of the vice admirals i think he would, zoro would fight him then if that makes sense the
1: guy with the teeth and the sword he's going to fight against um um brook no yes
0: Brooke. probably actually
2: yeah damn all right and nami's going to fight the old lady with the bowl cut.
1: that's a fact i'm thinking about um fishman he's going to fight uh it's 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 Jin either Bae. the dude is either yeah Jinbei's either going to fight the guy with the suit and the tie or the uh, or the top left
0: guy. I think And, this and if the the it's the top is left Sanji. guy
1: he's going to be mad racist.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jimbe only fights the racist of this series.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, can see, I can see Usopp fighting Quintuple Chin guy.
1: No. Mm. Sanji
2: no, man, I don't want to see Sanji fight this guy. <laughs>
1: well, Usopp can't win against the strongest fucking adm- well,
2: whatever their range is, man. That, like, man. he's not going to get that fight.
1: It's going to go to Zoro or or um or your boy.
2: Who's the edgy girl with the with the chokers? Have you guys ever seen her before?
0: Yeah, actually, she was uh, calling Garp when when All he right. ran off.
2: All
1: right. We're gonna all right. We're gonna say one, two, three, and then call the name of who we know that, that she's gonna fight against. Okay, one, two, three.
0: Robin. Robin.
1: Oh, we well, already said Robin. You said Robin was gonna fight the old lady. No, no you we said, said Nami. Nami was gonna
0: fight the old lady. Um, I enough, I think Usopp's gonna fight the old lady.
2: Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Usopp oh, does have a history with fighting
0: older old ones <laughs> Yeah, Frankie's taking on a uh, fucking beard guy in the top right.
2: No, I top thought he was right, gonna fight yeah. dude on the bottom right. That guy's exuding mm. Frankie
0: energy. It could be any one of these three. It could be top left, top right, and bottom <laughs> any right. Any of the fucking these are all Frankie dude, guys. <laughs>
2: grizzly fucking Dilfs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It has gilf. to be the guy in the bottom right because that guy looks a lot like a fucking wrestler, and I think so that's... does
0: this guy. So does top left. He looks like yeah, Hulk Hogan. It's between,
2: it's between Who's top, racist? No, so probably no, Jim Bay. We, we already discussed that that guy in the top left looks the most racist. That's true. So that's you're right. Jinbei you're
0: fight. right. You're right. That's a true yeah. fight.
2: <laughs> so top left that's is a fight. bottom right is a is a is a Frankie
0: fight. Okay, Wait, I'll take it. it, take it? it? Oh, bottom bro. right is a. That Frankie means fight. that means Chopper gets top right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That works. Well I'm Watch glad we chart. figured this it's out. The
1: old lady and she's like hey, hey, hey I'm gonna skin. Well I feel Chopper's like gonna
0: fight top right with his monster or not his well, maybe his monster form, but also his muscle point.
1: Damn, what I say to do with the sword
2: was gonna fight? Brooke? Yeah, Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. That could also be a Jinbei fight, I think. As Yeah, well. he looks like a fish man. Am I, being stero- am I stereotyping him because the teeth? Yeah, you like are, but right? I don't think you're wrong. You are 100%.
0: <laughs> <mouse is> <laughs> don't assume, Josh, that he's a fish man just because he looks exactly like them. <laughs>
2: Dude, I cannot get over how many fucking chins this guy has i <laughs> I'm so curious about this guy more than a few I'm so I want to see his full body I'm just so curious with... and He's just all chins and he no <laughs> limbs he just keeps, he I'll, just
0: tell keeps what, his, the chin. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what his, body's his body is not his body's not gonna be righteous it's very blobby no he's gonna
1: he better be the strongest
0: no oh. he' has his
1: face he has a fucking attitude man <laughs> All the other guys are just like Urgh. everybody's he, mad,
0: but he's like you know bothered. He's you know what I mean? Something.
1: He's thinking about son, he's like he put a, he's put a lot of thought into it. Josh, and he's mad, man. Josh, he's, he's like
0: I can't believe they brought me out here to fight them. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs>
2: mine <laughs> to be a fucking admiral.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to get serious. Yeah, he's he's
1: he's gonna get serious. And he's gonna have to, unfortunately, on his behalf. But
0: frankly, I would love nothing more. I can't fucking wait.
1: <laughs> Anywho, right? Anyway. I agree. So I don't know. <laughs> I, that was my section of thoughts. I don't know if you have anything extra you want to add, Brian, to, yeah. to this chapter. I don't. Why?
2: Okay. You see the hole left behind by the Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that remind you of anywhere? Why no? No.
0: Well, that's oh. the that's the country where they fucking made a a giant crater with Uranus or whatever the Mother Flame.
2: Page five, Joshua
0: Cole, the big hole in the ocean.
2: Yeah, I see it.
0: Does that remind you of anywhere? Any lobby.
2: Um. Yes.
1: I, I don't really.
0: Yeah, Annie's lobby
2: has a giant hole underneath it.
0: That's true. It does. How do you know? Look at it.
2: How do I know? What do you I mean know? how do I know? It's I Josh, to, look up
1: any lobby. <laughs> look up any lobby.
0: E N N I E S. And no, I S. It's just N I E S. I don't know why he spells it that way. Images. Oh, shit, it's a floating island yeah with a hole what and
2: you know uh, what else also oh. has elevated sea level water seven
0: mm. that's a good point so, bro. we
2: have we have a very clear connection between any slobby and Lucia kingdom and whatever the mother flame is that might have been like the first sight of them ever using it maybe um, but we do know that this was used once, um, and the streets are talking. The streets are talking.
1: I wonder what used to be, in this lobby.
2: That's the that's the thing. That's what's interesting, is that why would the government put such a high ranking uh facility above that hole? They didn't do. They're not trying to contain Lelouchia Kingdom's hole. Why there? Well, the theory is that they aren't destroying these islands. they are burying them. Hmm. They are essentially pushing the island down and burying it at sea.
0: Hmm. And
2: that any lobby hole could be something extremely uh, extremely um, important because it has direct connection to Marine or at least did. I think they moved Marine Ford, didn't they? There's a lot of potential there. No, they moved.
0: They moved Marine Ford. Like they've basically switched it. Now it's a G5, uh, or a G7, I think it's called. Like a headquarters, and Marine Ford is on the other side of the red line, like the new Marine Ford. Um, I will say this. I don't know if it's really pushed underground, seeing as how when we last saw it, it looked like it fucking burned it alive. It was like lightning striking it. So I don't know if that's really pushing it to the ground, but it is definitely like evaporating it to a point where whatever is there is just a hole in the fucking earth. So.
1: Yeah, it's almost exactly the same. You're right. That's so crazy. That's so crazy.
0: But that was a good catch, though. I didn't I actually didn't think of that, to be honest.
2: Yeah, it's and so uh, I don't know how much they can use the Mother Flame because it looks like it's it might be like a one and done use thing, and
0: that's why they need York alive.
2: Yeah, that's why they need to they need something to replicate it. And the reason why they're asking for it now is because they used it on the Lucia Kingdom, so that's interesting.
0: Yeah, they used it on L- Lucia, and the fight and the Gorose, They were like, whoa, we like this. <laughs> we could destroy entire islands. We had to bring 3 billion Navy soldiers to it. Okay. Okay.
2: But That's the thing though, is that it had to have been used a long time ago as well because of (laughs) any lobby. Yeah. I just wonder like why they haven't used it as often. Maybe the resource to required to use it, uh, required to create it is very limited.
0: Yeah. I think, the the idea is that like the only people the only person who knows how to make it is Vega Punk and his satellites, but they're all one in the same. Um, so like they haven't been able to harness the power in a really long time until like Vega Punk came along.
1: Oh, so th- so the Mother Flame was stuff that had existed before Vega.
0: That's the idea. Vega Punk just because I have it. never I heard
1: of anything of this before.
2: Has this been mentioned before in the in the comments? What, the mother flame? No, it was introduced
0: yeah. when they used it on Lulucia.
2: Yeah, that was the last time they mentioned it. Or what was? It?
1: Wait, and the mother flame was that attack? Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah. They flattened it.
2: So we saw the effects Whoa. of it with Ennis Lobby for the first time, but it was name dropped in uh, when they used it on Lelucia.
0: Or you know, it's not that we saw it, but we are now making the connection well, because that was... the yeah, results yeah, yeah. seem very I similar. Think-
1: no, yeah, I got that before. Okay, I understand. So I thought, you know, I had an idea that I thought the Mother Flame was that thing that Kuma, that that Kuma machine with his soul. That's I had an idea that that's what it represented. I didn't know that it was confirmed to be that attack.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's this, it's this attack that destroyed Lelucia. So maybe that attack
1: is called. How do y'all you know how? Or it's a weapon. The
0: it's not necessarily an attack, but it's a weapon of some sort that only Vega can make.
2: I think my I, my idea is that it's only something that Uranus can fire.
0: That's, okay. that's my
2: theory on it.
0: Well, it's, it's possible. Not my anus, but no, definitely not. Not my anus either. Oh, just no man, record. have you? Have you not? Have you? Um, well, that's your mother
2: flame. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do you have any other thoughts, Brian?
2: Nope, that's about it.
0: Yeah, I don't have uh, all that much myself. I think it was very interesting chapter overall, uh, but it was, I guess, like a, there was like portions of it that was just kind of catching us up and reminding us of what's going on on Egghead and and stuff. And it's unfortunate that One Piece, One Piece, along with all the other series, are off next week because I uh, I I really missed it, <laughs> and I just want to get back to it and, and uncover all these goddamn secrets. over My bad, didn't mean to play that. Um, was that a new sound effect no that was the the unified really good chapter of the week that I accidentally hit but I don't think this is a unified really good chapter but anyway this two page spread was really cool at the end it was cool to see all the straw hats in one panel that was dope
1: that was fun yeah it was fun to see that picture
0: yeah very cool um, but that's all I got for One Piece this week. Very fun chapter overall, um, and uh, a nice welcome back to it. Also going on break next week. Um, all right, we, get, we ready to move on, folks? Yes. Then let's uh, go. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia chapter. Oh, geez. Oh yeah, three hundred and ninety-six battle without a quirk. Um, last we left off we had the conclusion to the Uraraka versus Toga fight wherein she seems to have died Um, it's not super confirmed if she actually did die but it is heavily implied as of now Um, and now we are cutting back to All Might who last we left was uh, staring down All for One with his regular bony self and uh, he was using the suitcase thing that he had that was like morphing into something. And, uh, we are continuing with that battle now, which takes place 20 minutes before the Toga twice army faded. And, uh, we see that the giant suitcase thing, uh, is, oh, as, as he's remembering what night Eye said about how a villain is going to, uh, give him an unspeakably gruesome death. Um <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Um, but yeah, so All Might unlocks this suitcase and it turns into a super duper fucking cool mech suit. Very cool. Um, and it's called the Armored All Might. Very sick. He uh, has, the, uh, has the Hercules unit uh, recording it. Um, and he tell, he talks over to Suko telling him that he will keep him updated on the battle um, meanwhile um, I forget the girl's name the love girl, but she starts live streaming the battle as well and uh, Suko Uchi yeah. is like stop the stream Aiba, all we'll be broadcasting is the brutal death of a former hero, stealing a few minutes of, mm. for, of All For One's time um, meanwhile All For One is looking down on him like all might the number one roadblock in my life, Del- delaying my advance, a transparent ploy.
1: Oh boy. But,
0: <laughs> hey, and you know, he sees foreseeing through all of this. He still, he, like, he still is just like, I can't help myself. He sees all might <laughs> smiling at him and he shoots down a lightning bolt to which uh, all might covers himself in this cool armor thing. Um, and, uh, you know he manages to uh to absorb um the lightning bolt thing and emerge uh unscathed. But his did you
1: see what he did? He like used a, a energy beam and sliced across.
0: Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Like so, the the armor was able to take that hit.
0: Mm hmm. And it also depleted crazy. his shields by sixty six percent. So this thing mm-hmm. is like fucking relax. There will not be. There will be no second time. And All Might's like works for me, um, and all for one is like, yeah, mad charge, no dodging, his classic style that only worked because you held one for all. And um, he just runs towards him again, but he gets uh, but all might, uh, all for one, like falls into a trap where these like little robots just hold him down, uh, like shooting these, uh like, uh, I don't know, uh, ropes at him, basically. And uh, All Might says that this is Black Whip, and it's combined with Charge Bolt, which is Kaminari's power. Right. Um, and um, the electrical currents start to meddle with, his, with All for One's regeneration, to which All for One draws himself in closer using cellophane, which is Sero's quirk. Um, and he uses Sugar Man, Basically he calls it Sugarman. where I guess he like loads up a gigantic metal leg. And, uh, he, as he's like rockets himself towards him using this giant metal leg. Um, he says, ever since your final battle with my master, you had a ca- habit of kicking fights off with haphazard ra- ranged attacks. You love wearing folks down before stealing their quirks. But that, af- that approach is only meant for people fighting with quirks. Um, and uh Aiba is like haha, this is actually pretty cool you you uh, worried how, you still worry all gloomy about how this is going to go and um All for one is like um and Sukuluchi is in shock watching this and um he we see All Might's speech continue about how the suit and the car are here to keep him in this fight if only for a little bit I came up with the specs and put the design request in and uh, we see this woman who, uh, when Brian gets back, maybe he can remind me. But I think this is a character from the movies. Um, yeah. And um, she apparently made this entire suit and the car. And so you know, he's like, "I've back then when you brought when you brought us to our knees, I had no choice but to take refuge in the states. And there I made a friend, and we had a movie. <laughs> we made a movie about it." And she made this stuff for me. Um, And uh, he ends the chapter with uh, shouting that we've known each other long enough to know that you should realize something. Not once in my entire life have I ever gone into a battle expecting to lose as he uses shoot style to kick the flying fuck out of all for one. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia? Chapter 396. (laughs)
1: That was an incredible chapter. This was my favorite chapter of the week, actually. Ooh. Huh. For the second time in a, in a row. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. All right, so you can actually excuse me a little bit, because I had the hiccups, so bear mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was, I'll be honest with you, I didn't realize that he was replicating a bunch of the other students' moves, um, com- like com- you know, combined them all to- together in combos uh, to hit him with. But before I knew that, I still thought this is incredible. Um, I don't got to talk about about the art, um, but I will anyway and say it was. It was just gorgeous. I wish I wish I could see this in color. I wish I could see this on an actual comic, like, like printed. You know, like this, uh, this chapter. Mm. That that would be amazing. Um,
0: well, there are his, people who do like fan colors.
1: Looks so cool. Hmm?
0: Well, there are people who do like fan colors and stuff. So you could probably find something.
1: I want to see something officially printed, but yeah, I, I'll look forward to seeing the fan art too. Excuse me. Or when the anime drops, whatever. The suit looks fucking sick. Um, it's way cooler than anything Deku's ever rocked.
0: <laughs> ever? Um, Not even Dirty Deku.
2: The clear be, yeah.
0: easiest best design ever, without a shadow of doubt. Christian,
1: <laughs> I um I I was blown away reading this chapter. Like wow, look, I was so all right. So here's the thing. I was forming an opinion in my mind that I was gonna talk about and probably be a prick about, because like I really, you know, this this uh this character, this character was his name, Sukauchi? He's uh, a yeah. the the, the quirkless dude, the 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 emo- the emotional heartstrings for these chapters. I don't have a connection with him. You know what I mean? I don't really care about him. I I hate that he's playing such such a pivotal commentary role right now. But um, man, when All For One was about to make con when All Might was about was about to make contact, and Sukauchi's looking up at him like like oh man, I think he in page fourteen, page fourteen, the one before the last.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt I felt like I, that was the first time I related to him as a character, and I was like yeah, me too. Because this is incredible. Do you see what he's doing? He's like got the wires attached to him, and he's picking him and- and, like, bringing him back is the same thing that um, that Deku was doing to mm-hmm. Shigaraki. This is an awesome chapter. I was, I want to, I want to be so salty about the fact that I didn't see the movie and I have no idea who this person is, because I know that's such a cool moment for the people that did watch the movie. I know they're like, oh, shit, that's this chick. It's this shorty from this, that scene, and yeah. Oh man, you know, and I'm I'm not a part of that, man. I'm Not a part of that. And that's i an L I have to hold. But it's okay because it's just a All little some chapter. Uh,
0: well, to be fair, I Josh, just
1: finished actually.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, what did you, what did you think? Our view. Wow. Two RGC. Certified in a row. RGC certified RGC certified RGC.
2: I really like this chapter because um this wasn't just All Might showing his perseverance and his uh and his determination to still have an impact on the world beyond having his quirk. It also showed like It's like a reversal of influence. You know? It's like the series started with Deku being heavily influenced by All Might and now it's ending with All Might being heavily influenced by Deku. You know? Like, um, this is I believe, this is who Deku would have been if he didn't get a quirk. I think he would have been able to find a way to become like this. To be a hero without a quirk. Um... And All Might doing this is proof of that. Um, because, you know, he's the greatest hero of all time. So, him coming out here, you know, modeling his stuff after, af- modeling his uh, attacks after Deku's uh, skills and stuff, it was pretty fucking sweet to see. Um, and I don't know, I didn't watch the first My Hero movie, but seeing Melissa Shield was interesting because that kind of confirms that that movie was canon. At least I think it was. Um Damn. what?
1: You didn't want that? Well, it's not that I didn't want it, it's that I didn't see the movie. Me
0: neither. But I, I also haven't seen the movie for the record.
2: Um there's also I the thing that really got me to want to, to RGC this one was the All Might's line at the end. I've never gone into a fight expecting to uh, expecting to lose.
1: That's a fact, man. He that had is no the hardest.
2: ever think that. That was the hardest line. <laughs> that was the hey, hardest line. Did you line forget here.
1: who the fuck I am? <laughs> Do you remember the nigga that put you in their back? That turned your face into a raisin, nigga?
2: Yeah, if there's <laughs> anybody who about? knows... If there's anybody who knows the ins and outs of uh, all for one. It's the guy who beat him twice. So <laughs> take that with what you will that this was a pretty fucking sick chapter. I fucking loved it. But those are my thoughts.
0: Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this chapter as well. It's not my RGC, but I thought it was really cool to see all might do the There's thing. One piece. No.
1: Oh, okay. I'm making sure I didn't miss it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the design for All Might's mech suit is pretty fucking cool. Um yeah. it's very, very cool, very mechanic. I love I love cool mech suits. Yeah, so, me too. You know? He does is cool too. Yeah, it's really like the details on it is fucking sick. Uh it's just it's just a lot of I could see the work that he put into it. Uh and um I don't know if he's gonna survive this. I think uh I would like to think that actually like All Might's gonna like fight past the future that was preordained from him from Night Eye and he'll somehow live. But uh yeah, I mean all all for one is so like crazy powerful right now. I don't I don't I guess I don't see it. And that's kind of the point.
2: I think All Might's gonna die at the same time that one for that all for one dies.
0: Hmm.
1: That's my theory. They're going to take yeah. each
0: other out. Yeah, Definitely entirely possible.
1: That would be actually, super cool. I have a theory behind that, too. I have a rebuttal, but I'll yeah. wait for you to finish.
0: Yeah, I actually don't have that much more thoughts. I also haven't seen the movie. I just kind of guessed that this is where she's from because I know one of the movies had to deal with, um like, people who make support weapons. And they did mention that this lady before, that, like, one of Deku's gauntlets were uh modified by... Uh, the character yeah by the character in in one of the movies so it's cool to know that they you know consider certain things in their movies canon I always like when they do that um but yeah I mean that's all I really gotta say it was a really fun chapter to read and the art is as per usual gorgeous I thought it was really touching to see All for One uh, to see All Might kind of like be influenced by his students uh it's real all... quick what
2: since melissa shield is canon and if the first movie is canon that would mean that Bakugo has like Bakugo seeing all might's vestige when he died means that he actually did have a connection with uh one for all because deku gives him access to it at the end of that movie
0: hmm I mean that makes sense, you know, because uh, I believe like before he died, there was like a little something that hinted to that, right?
2: Yeah, so I guess that's actually canon, which is interesting. So maybe Bakugo is capable of having multiple quirks, and that's why, you know, maybe he'll he will like retain edge edge shot's quirk way, when
0: he comes back. That'd be crazy. Um, but in any case, that's all I really got to say about it. I had uh, I had a good time reading it. It was uh, pretty sick. But do you guys have rebuttals? Nope. Awesome chapter.
1: Yeah, real quick. Um, I think that I think that they're both going to take each other out. And you know, for Deku, there's going to be an emotional reaction, obviously, but I think it's going to also make his quirk stronger, like uh, one for all in general. Because mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the whole point, right? Like once he finally passes away, like the the re- the remaining bit of the power will will go into Deku, right?
0: Yeah. I just wonder so, how
1: And I think the same is gonna happen with Shigaraki where we'll, when one frog when we all for one finally uh dies, he's all his like power is gonna pass over to uh Shigaraki. It's gonna be a fucking he's gonna, gonna be insane.
2: I just wonder what All Might's Visage is gonna do for Deku. Like what it's gonna add to it.
0: Well, he doesn't really have a quirk, so I think, like, in theory, he'd just be, like, still kind of his main coach indefinitely.
2: Maybe. Or maybe he'll, like, be able to be big. Maybe. Like All Might was. That would be cool.
0: Maybe, but I, I wonder if that's, like, just uh, a byproduct of the power of, like, his super strength more mm-hmm. than, you know, something that All Might or, you know, the- like All Might did.
2: What Deku gets from All Might is the power to always smile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But, yeah, in any case, I'm, I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Yeah. Good chapter of My Hero Academia. Looking forward to it in two weeks. God damn it, it sucks that we're going to have to wait for two weeks for this series. Because they all left off in really interesting places. But them's the breaks. Later. Let's move onward. I hope he turns his sword into some gu guns Jujutsu Kaisen! This is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 231, Inhuman Makio Shinjuku Showdown, Part 9. Um, we are continuing the battle between Gojo and uh, Sukuna. Uh, last we left off, uh, neither of them are able to open domain techniques because the amount of times they've opened it so far has just created uh, huge amounts of brain damage in that area that uh, that allows them to create barrier techniques. So neither of them is capable of uh, establishing the barrier. So now I guess they just got to beat the brakes off each other with their techniques, respectively. Um, currently, Sukuna has Maharaga on his side and is uh, currently has basically... The wheel of Maharaga on to adapt to Gojo's techniques uh, while as they fight, so that like when he's fully adapted, Maharaga can reappear and take out Gojo for him. Um, this chapter starts off with uh, Captain, I think his name is Kusakabe, uh, asking everybody if, if they've ever taken a serious punch from Gojo. Uh, most haven't, but uh, Okotsu and, e- and Hikari or Hakari have. And they explain that. Uh the moment that he makes contacts, he uses Azure to uh, boost his fist and reinforce with cursed energy. So, in addition to boosting powers, it feels like receiving a counterpunch, even though it's just a regular punch. And uh they asked if it hurts, and both Okatsu and Hakari reveal that they threw up after taking one hit um from Gojo. And um Itadori mentions that like you know nanami told him a long time ago is that if he ever is going to be a sorcerer to not compare himself to gojo because powerful strikes would be difficult that would be difficult for even him to pull off are like simple jabs to gojo so it's like he's broken everybody knows he's just like entirely broken uh, yeah he's he's on an entirely different scale yeah uh and speaking of which we see him dragging sukuna up a fucking building and uh chucking him around all over the place they are using each other they're using techniques left and right gojo's like you know constricting building pieces on him um and uh and rubble yeah rubble all that stuff um As Gojo is about to attack him, we see that the Maharaga wheel turns black for a second as uh, he, I think, Sukuna manages to dodge one of Gojo's attacks and uh, he gets, uh, I guess, ambushed by these weird clones of Gojo or like the the visages of Gojo. But he immediately can tell which one is the real Gojo and he manages to create some distance by knocking Gojo away to a street street lamp. Um, and, uh, you know, they explain that, um, you know, I guess they remind us that after an attack hits Maharaga wheels, uh, the Maharaga wheel turns and he adapts to it and we see the Maharaga wheel turn and they're like, oh shit, has he adapted? And just starts thinking to himself that when he touches me with amplification, Maharaga wheels, uh, Maharaga's wheel blackens. So, that must mean that it's inter- interrupted ad- adaptation. So, you know, he uses, I guess, like he, whenever he amplifies his own, his own curse technique, it turns off the adaption and like, I guess, pauses it for a second. So, you know, although he can't use barrier techniques, he still amplifies uh, his cursed energy and stuff. Uh, meanwhile, Sukuna starts thinking to himself. He's like, he doesn't want him to adapt, so he isn't using any curse technique other than laps I guess that makes sense. And uh, the battle continues onward. Gojo and Sukuna clash for a few more pages. Um, as Gojo tries to, like, I guess, chuck one of the uh, street lamps at him, but Sukuna catches it and throws it right back at him. Uh, they start to talk about how he hasn't brought out Mahoraga yet, so. You know, he said that means he finished adapting to unlimited void on the fifth time. So you know, he's uh, Hakari asks is like, does Gojo's limitless give rise to a technique that requires multiple turns of the wheel? So I guess they're theorizing that uh, he's not fully adapted yet because Gojo's technique is such that it needs multiple turns of the wheel for it to be fully adapted to gojo's techniques and um we see uh we cut back to the battle as uh gojo's like oh i guess Sukuna asks him have you noticed and uh gojo's like it's four times total right like only three times left and that's the amount of times that the wheel turns until maharaga adve- uh, adapts to his inviolability which i guess means the uh the limitless thing that allows Gojo, like the shield thing that he does where nothing reaches him. So, I guess he's uh, they're waiting for Maharaga to adapt to that. Uh, and everybody's like, oh shit, we have three times left. Mm. And uh, Sukuna's like, a countdown, huh? Until you lose that smirk. Gojo smirks. And is like, well, we both tend to smirk. And he says, I don't need that much time to kill you. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, we cut back the final two panels where the angel looks over and is like has he forgotten that's megumi's body and he's like no i think and uh electricity boy is like that's okay go on and forget <laughs> mm. and they're like actually no that's not okay and that's where the chapter ends weirdly enough um but josh what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 231
1: this was definitely my second favorite chapter uh I had to give it to my hero because it was just too poetic. Uh, but th- this was, this was, well, how can I say, a nice continuation of the fight. Um, I I was I understood the situation a little bit better now uh, as far as Maharaga's will goes. So basically, he's, Maharaga's adapting to the uh, limitless, the shield, you know, the defensive one by Sukuna landing hits on um on
0: Gojo. That's no, it's just the opposite. Like... It's Gojo has to hit him. Oh. Like, Maharaga adapts to attacks that hit him or hit his user. So
1: he has to find a way to survive three more hits of it mm-hmm. before he's able to fully adapt yes. to uh to Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Gojo seems to be using, like, He's not using his full arsenal of powers. Yeah,
1: because he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't want him to adapt yet. Mm -hmm. He wants to save, like, certain hits for a killing blow or something like that.
0: Yeah, because the only way to really beat Maharaga is to kill him before he can adapt to you fully. So if he's using all his attacks at once, then, you know, there's a risk that Maharaga, that he'll just survive and Maharaga will adapt.
1: Yeah, and then it's game over. Yeah, because on top of that, he still has to worry about
0: Sukuna. Right.
1: Yeah. The um the little tidbit about him using, uh, um, Soul, to um, to to spawn the wheel, I still didn't really get that fully, but maybe we'll get a little bit further of a breakdown again.
0: Yeah, I'll, um, I'll read. I'll read that part again just to refresh myself, but uh, yeah, you go on. Yeah, I think
1: I'm going to read Yeah, I think it was from a couple chapters ago. I'll read it again too. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just. I see what the stakes are. So he. All right. So it's up to Sukuna to survive. And he's only. He survived it once already. And he did that when he brought out Maharaga the first time. Right? Mm hmm. So I don't know. I mean. Sukuna. Is uh Tim if you ask me he's at a disadvantage. Because if you get hit with limitless unless he has another way to break out of that shit, like he did last time. I mean, that's exactly what happened. He used Maharaja to break out of the limit. So I don't see how he's gonna avoid it again. I guess that's what that's what's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tough stuff. I don't really have any other thoughts. What about you, Brian?
0: <clears throat>
2: I really like this chapter too. Um, I'm gonna touch on a point that adds a lot of stress to me about this about this fight. It's not Maharaga, and it's not like Gojo's like how how that fight's gonna go. What worries me the most about this fight, and I think this is on purpose, is Kashimo. Kashimo's existence is alone a lot of pressure mm. when it comes to Gojo. Like, what's going to happen to Gojo? Mm. Um, because narratively, right? Yeah, narratively, like it's set up that he is here because he wants to fight Sukuna, right? And them, like bringing and uh, them bringing Kashimo into the fold. Like, this is the most he's shown up in a while. Like, the past two chapters, we haven't seen him like a lot before that. And now that this, now that the fight is starting to reach its stakes, like the, like the, like we're getting deep into it and we're getting close to a victor and a loser, we're starting to see Kashimo more. And it's, that's what's making it a, like, way more nervous for me because that adds more pressure. It's more like, oh shit, wait, is Gojo actually going to lose? Is he going to win? Like, what's going to happen? Um, and it's it feels like there's a lot there's a lot of pieces that are involved that show signs that Gojo is going to lose. You know, like the whole soul thing that uh, Itadori is working on. I don't know what that is, and I think that's something he's developing to beat Sukuna too, isn't it?
0: Or to save Megumi? Um, who's to say? I actually don't know. I like think they, I think it was more they were preparing for uh, Kenjaku more than anything.
2: Uh, maybe it's Kenjaku, but it's very it's like it's masterful writing to have not just stakes. Outside of the fight well inside of the fight, but also stakes outside of the fight too because then like there's no real refuge from like um, From the fight, you know, there's no There's not a moment where they're like, oh shit. Well, all right now. I don't have to think about what's happening here No, everything is connect like there's always something that's connected to what's gonna happen so it's really interesting you know like i just wonder what like if kashimo being there if kashimo is actually going to get his chance to fight sukuna and if he does get that chance to fight him then that means gojo lost so it's it's really it's a really stressful thinking about it but it's a good stressful because it keeps me engaged i'm just always wondering who's going to win who's going to win and who's actually going to win um And they're doing a good job at flipping it on its head, like, several times. Kind of reminds me of, like, um, like a My Hero War arc, you know? Except it's between two people instead of, like, an entire faction. But those those are my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, Brian. I never really thought about it, but they do like to remind us that Kashimo is around and wants to fight Tsukuna. It's almost like a Chekhov's gun situation where, you know, the, the rule is that if you ha- if you introduce a gun in, like, the first act, you have to use it by the third. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of, like, I feel like Gege continuously, like, showing uh, Kashimo be a little fiend about fighting Sukuna <laughs> is, like, is definitely, like, a signal to us that, like, we shouldn't forget about this guy. Yeah. But who knows? I agree. Uh, he he does seem to be scary. pretty tame so far, and I feel like if Gojo were to beat Sukuna, then that wrath that he had for Sukuna is mo- probably going to be shifted to Gojo. Uh, but who's to say whether that's a different time from now or is he he's going to act on that right now? I would think that he would probably wait for a Gojo to be like re like restocked in a sense after this fight before challenging him immediately. But um, it's my kind of hope that Gojo wins just because I think that's just a different uh, outcome than what we are used to seeing with shounen protagonists where uh, a sensei character is facing off against like a a huge villain and and they die. Um, Yeah. If only for that reason. And I think it works specifically for Gojo. I think Gojo is one of the few characters that can reasonably escape the trope because he has far and away always been built to be the strongest guy. But that's also a good reason why to like have him lose dramatically. So I wouldn't be really mad either way. But um, I guess like my internal hope is that he wins just for the sake of just breaking the trope and having a kind of a different thing happen in a manga. But the fact okay. that, the fact that I feel like it could go either way is still a good thing for this series. Cause there's so many series that like lose that sense of suspense because they do rely on the trope. And I feel like Gege has been good enough about subverting those expectations for me to genuinely be like, I actually don't know who's going to win, you know? Um, yeah.
2: Plus I think it would make sense. Like it would make sense for Gojo not being, around to fight Kenjaku if he does beat, whether he wins or loses, I think it would make sense for him not to be there to fight Kenjaku. Um, Just because this fight is taking a lot out of him. And I think it would make sense for him to have to like take a step back, you know, take down the biggest threat and then allow everybody else to be kind of like the, the, um, the safety net to take care of Kenjaku.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like I'll, like he'll just pass it on to them to take care of the rest since he took care of like the fucking nuke. Uh, they could take care of the 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 fucking the guy who pressed the button. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think it would make sense. Like either way, I think Gojo winning or losing could allow other people to grow in his place.
0: Yeah all this is to say I am very excited about this um I've been I've been pretty high on Jujutsu Kaisen for a while now ever since this battle started so it hasn't really disappointed at all so I'm very I'm very uh excited to see where it goes and how it ends if it's even going to end in the next chapter I think we've got a couple more chapters of this fight. No
2: I, yeah it's going to end later like I just wonder like I just it, it... The, the good thing about this fight, because it make, it keeps you thinking, like, what else? Even though Gojo is so powerful and he has a ability literally called Limitless, it may, he seems relatively, like, restricted as to what he can do. And it makes you wonder, like, how much more can he really bring to the table?
0: Well, he's you know? restricting himself, to be fair, like, as a mechanism of Maharaga. Like, he's yeah. holding himself back.
2: Like, if Maharaga wasn't
0: here, I'm sure Gojo would have actually won, to be honest.
2: Yeah, that's true. But Gojo kind of beat himself by not taking out Sukuna as soon as he could.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the sooner he would have attacked, the sooner he would have summoned Maharaga. So I think, like, at the very least, it's good that Sukuna can't use domain expansion right now. Do you think
2: there's a point where they will be able to do it? Or is that just like a thing that's out of the question for the rest of this fight?
0: It's out of the question for now at the very least. I don't know if they're still like able to repair that part of their brain, but I think it's not going to be a factor for maybe at least like a chapter or two. I could see Hmm. like one of them whipping it out as a surprise move. Probably,
2: probably Gojo to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, like, what's stopping them from continuously repairing it? Is it that it's not being repaired properly every time?
0: Um, I They explained it for sure last chapter. Let me see. Uh, okay, so he said that, like, you were destroying your brain with cursed energy and healing a reverse curse techni- uh, technique to reset a burnt-out cursed technique. So, yeah, I think he just pushed himself too far with that repeating, burning it out and then repairing it. At a certain point, there's probably like a limit to how many times you could actually do that. And I think they just hit the limit, both of them at the same time. So does that mean in like, how long does it take
2: to recover? Like 10 minutes?
0: Well, who's I don't know if they can actually recover at this point. Because the, the healing of it also contributed to the fact that they definitely can't do it right now. Because uh, what they were healing was the ability to use like curse technique after doing the domain expansion. Yeah, so, they were
2: just refreshing the cooldown, like essentially.
0: Right. So in doing that, they probably like fucked up the part that handles barrier techniques specifically. But they could still use curse techniques. They just, because they healed it already. But they can't use domain again. Or at least for now. That's how I'm reading it, I guess. It's all complicated. This is Jujutsu Geisen. <laughs> um bring back Hunter Hunter. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really gotta say about Jujutsu Geisen. Fantastic chapter. Oh, it was also my really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. RGC. Certified RGC. RGC. Certified RGC. RGC didn't want to forget that but uh it was a very good chapter for me i i enjoyed it quite a bit um are we ready to move on yeah all right let's go we
1: call that easy money gg
0: black clover this is black clover chapter what uh 367 hi gingy my cat gingerbread is here um Black Bond is what it's called. Um, Last we left off, Asta was able to come through the giant portal that the witches and um, Finral were able to open for him. Um, And Asta was also able to take along Ichika, the sister of Yami. Um, And he basically one-shotted Damnatio. you know, uh, on his uh, pretty cool comeback. But he realizes that all the Black Bulls are not in good. Uh, and not in a good place um, so he we start this chapter off with Demnatio falling and be like whoever th- who would have thought that I would have been saved by the black bulls and uh, Asta promises that like to take a, uh, t- uh, tells him to take a nap and promises that he'll wake him up too um, Meanwhile the witch queen looks into her crystal ball and she gets up and starts to use her magic to so i guess to prevent the black bulls from all dying immediately uh so everybody's having a rough time um the witch queen looks over to Nero um and tells her that like you we cut it very close but none of them has died yet i think they'll all make it uh and she says she tells uh narrow that it was your magic that kept them their lives from leaving them um and she mentions that this doing this will consume all of her power. So she asks Vanessa to become the witch queen in her place. But uh, the captain, the captain witch lady actually volunteers to do it instead. So, you know, Vanessa doesn't have to do it. And. Yeah, so uh, she's put uh witch queen is putting all of her powers to uh, revive the black bulls. And she says, as long as the black bulls revive, you have some sort of plan don't you anti-magic boy? And Asta's like, yes, mm, thank you, witch queen. And um, he you, he uh, opens his uh, grimoire and summons one of his swords. And we cut back to the Land of Sun where uh, Ryu, the shogun, explains that uh, he has a theory about his anti-magic. And he realizes like, hey, you can make other stuff into anti-magic too, right? You, we already seen you do it before with the Ami sword. So if you can do it with P with objects, don't you think you could do it with people too? And, um, us is like, huh, that's a good idea. And we cut to the present basically. Um, after we, do, oh, geez, does, does somebody cut out? Oh, Josh cut out. It's okay. Um, he says that after all that and training, he's probably a little better with magic, uh, with anti-magic. So he could probably do it with people. And um, yeah, he says it's, it's all worth it. So let's let's try it. And we cut over to the present, where uh, where Asta uses his de- demon dweller and uh, imbues his anti magic power to all of the black bulls. Uh, we get two two page spreads in a row where we see everybody in their um, lebified forms, kind of sorta. Uh, everybody looking super cool luck has like these black electricity things coming out of him and so on and so forth. Um, Gauche's eye is like burning a black flame. Um, we see Finral has a new cool like design, uh, all that stuff. It's, it's all very cool. Everybody's got really cool designs mm. and the chat. And that's where the chapter ends as Asta proclaims that they're going to get out there and save the world.
2: Uh,
0: oh. I wonder if this is
2: Asta also kind of showing, like giving them his uh, legendary protagonist status. Yeah,
0: probably. Hmm. Uh, well, I guess Josh is not here right now, but in the meantime, Brian, what did you think about uh, Black Clover Chapter 367?
2: I think I think this is a really neat um, upgrade to Asta, you know, just, and it makes sense that he could like kind of give his power or like not give um lend his power to other people and kind of make them all oh he's back hello yo what up i am back so uh, it i think it's pretty cool that he can lend his power to other people i just wonder what that's gonna look like like Does that just make their body uh, anti-magic? Does that make their magic anti-magic? That would be cool. If it's like a like a like when they use their magic as a layer of anti-magic on top of it somehow. I don't know. I just wonder what the effects of that is going to be. But yeah, pretty pretty sick chapter. I actually liked it very, very much. Really cool stuff. Um, Joush. What are your thoughts? Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, sorry for the uh break in time, but I came right in time to give my thoughts. So Black Clover was all right, I'm not gonna lie to you and say it was like my third favorite chapter of the week. But this shit was lit too. I guess it was like similar vibes to my Hero, where it was kinda like quick and to the point. But um I don't know. Um I had mixed feelings about all the Black Bulls remember, uh, members being revived, but they're overpowered by the fucking coolness of the fact that they all have anti-magic powers. I have no issue with it whatsoever. I don't think it's cheesy or corny or uncouth. Um
2: Yeah, it's black clover.
1: Fills me, fills me with joy, as a matter of fact. And uh luck's not dead.
2: Yeah, that's pretty sick. That that's important.
1: Uh what else can I say? Um this I can't believe, I mean, all right, obviously I know that they're going on break next week, but damn, like he, he, he picked a perfect way to end, <laughs> to end this on a fucking cliffhanger. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Like I keep, I keep forgetting that, uh, the captain was a witch. So her kind of like saying that she would step into that role and be, a uh, uh, you know, be the leader of this new area or whatever in place for, um, I forget. I forget the witch's name on the black Bulls. Ben, oh, Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa's her name. Vanessa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was cool because she's like, "Yeah, Vanessa. So I'm reviving your friends, but uh, you're gonna have to come live here." And then the captain was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could do it. I could do it." I thought that was sweet. Um. Yeah, you know, they're about to fuck shit up. Um. I really. I wonder if they're really gonna go hard. I wonder if is really gonna go hard and get them like. Like more like fleshed out fights with them using their new abilities or something like that, or they're just gonna wash everybody and go straight to. uh, I don't know. What do you guys? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think they're gonna wash people. I don't think we're gonna get fleshed out fights, but
0: that would be nice. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I feel like this chapter was really short, even though it kind of wasn't. It well, it was fourteen pages, so I guess it was shorter than most but uh yeah i thought like these little moments where uh Nero gets a little compliment from the witch queen was pretty sweet um uh, you know knowing that she, her magic was able to save everyone was a uh, was a nice little thing um you know i i love the, I, I do like the designs of a lot of the black bulls uh in their anti-magic form i don't know if it necessarily i think i'm in the same camp as brian where i'm like I don't know exactly what this means. Does does it mean that they all have anti magic as opposed to their regular magic, or is it their same powers but with a magic anti magic twist? Right, because how are they gonna use anti magic with their magic? How does that make any fucking sense? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the only way I can think of is that their magic their anti magic manifests in the same way their magic does, so you know, for luck, it's like anti-magic electricity, I guess.
1: Right, it's still electricity, but with the added effect of refining other people's
0: magic. Right, and you know, same with, uh, same with uh, Magna, where it'd be like fire, but it's also anti-magic. I don't know. Yeah, and the poison yeah. guy, poison, but anti-magic, anti-magic so it like, affects you. Ashe, sure. But anti uh, anti-magic. The
1: warping guy with anti-magic. If he says, if he sends you to the portal, you lose your magic. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> yeah. really crazy. Yeah. What's uh That's what's Uno's magic? Feneral? No, you know. You know how Wind and star, yeah.
2: So yeah. what if this what if this ends with Asta giving him dark magic and then you know giving Asta uh star magic? Well, Well, I guess I'm boosting each other up.
0: Yeah, I think Asta is the only one who's been able to like transfer his magic into others outside of Lucius, I guess. But you know's next because he
2: can't he can't be wizard king if he can't do that.
0: (laughs) I'm going to give my star magic to other people. Me. If Asta can do it, then so can I. Man, everybody has star magic now. I guess it's possible. I mean, who's to say? <laughs> um, I did. I wanted to. Did, did want to say? Finral looks pretty cool. Yeah, mm. But Finral's my guy. Yeah. Though, so. Oh, uh, really this dude him. in the
1: back with all his fucking shadow hands looks really cool. Uh, knocked. Yeah, I guess you can't really see the anti magic with him, but still cool.
0: Yeah. But that's all I really got to say about Black Clover. I thought it was a fun time kind of short but i'm looking forward to seeing what this means in the overall like power system yeah but yeah um we ready to move onward to the next series yeah yes sir all right let's uh, go holy shit undead luck uh i guess i'm gonna pass this over to josh
1: Yes, guys. Undead and Luck, chapter number one seventy. I want to move. Um, I actually didn't know that that was the name of this chapter. Sometimes I miss it. Do you? Do you guys always look at yeah, the, the name
0: of the Sometimes. If I do, I don't really internalize them that much. Hmm. Like I probably read the chapter title, but it doesn't really stick with me.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't I, even with reading this. It's already. I don't know the context, but mm. okay. Oh, I want to move. I get all right. Anyway, <laughs> it just it just uh it just manifested. All right. Anyway, um, last week in Undead Unlock, um, I guess Fuko and the team was getting more familiar with Chica. Uh, it was you know we had a lot of funny moments with them uh trying trying to uh infiltrate and and befriend. Chica and, 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 you know, just constantly be around them so that they can be ready for when his ability manifests. Lots of fun and silliness. So we continue to, um, you got, uh, Foucault Unmo, I mean, Unchanged, what's her name again?
0: Uh, Unchanged? Gina?
1: Yeah, Gina. Thanks, buddy. Um, you know, Fuko, Gina, um Chikara and his homeboy. Uh they're all you know uh, school lunch on the on the rooftop, very Japanese high schoolish. Um, I wish I was there. And you know, they mention uh how Chikara is gonna take over his family's business. Um, you know, once his family retires or whatever. Oh, uh, you know, once his parents are retire, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. and you know they 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 seem they notice he doesn't seem as enthused about it, but um, then his friend mentions like, hey, like you know, why don't you do that uh, that that favor? Well, ask him for a favor, and he's like, oh yeah. So he's like, look, I want to take a few photos of you after the yearbook, right? And you know, Foucault bugs out because she's a, a full angsty teen, or rather, she's not, but she never had that phase, so it's all catching back up to her fat. Um, So, you know, they take uh, some nice pictures and they start having a while while Chikar is taking pictures in the distance, uh, the three of them have a chat uh, discussing like, you know, Chikara Chikara really wants to be a photographer, but he feels pressure because, you know, he has the expectation or his family has the expectation of him to take over the business. So, um, you know. He also mentions how he forcefully volunteered to to uh, be... What, what did he say? He manipulated the lottery so that Shakar would be involved with uh, taking pictures for the yearbook. So he would you know, be forced to be doing something he loved and, and not be able to run away from it and not think about it. That's a great friend. That's a really, really good friend. Yeah. Those are goals. Um, so he says a line. He says, I mean, he says, sticking to a path you regret because you're too worried about what others will think isn't good right yeah we're good i agree so yeah you know they got the photos and the bell rings and they're like all right we gotta get back to class but then um they realized that oh this is oh i'm sorry yeah well I don't I forget when they mentioned that. Oh, okay. They say it there. They talk about the sports festival that's that's happening in May. And then they're reminded that apparently like there's a quest during the uh like in May, uh where I guess they had to go fight like a Uma or something like that, right? I think that's what the quest are for. They're not always for like other negators. I think sometimes it's just to unlock a UMA to get an artifact. Anyway, yeah, so they have to find a way to do that. Um during the sports festival. So we cut two said sports festival and uh Shen and Mui team up to pack everybody the fuck out. Actually, no, they was going at, at moderate speed. They was chilling. But then fuko and Gina pull up from you know, all beat up and battered from whatever quest they had to go on. And uh, you know, they come right back in time to help them win the relay races. Cool, fun stuff. He takes a bunch of photos of it. It's 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 nice. It's wholesome. It's a slice of life. You know. Anyway. <laughs> so we move over to September. And uh it's funny because there's a comment made how damn like time is like flies when you're in high school. And it's like, yo, they've really been into this high school with this kid for like half a fucking year. That is a commitment. Like they've been doing homework and shit, yeah. Taking yeah. tests. anyway Chikara starts mentioning how um I guess he's he's just starting to thank uh Fugo for I guess all of the opportunities that's been brought to him because of how popular her and Gina are and all of the all of the fun and excitement they brought to the school and particularly how you know he brings out the how they're bringing out the happiness in others for him to take these photos and Focaults and I know like nah, like you're making them smile, but you know with with your passion for wanting to take pictures and make them look good, et cetera you know my son to be proud of, and that hits it hits different for Chikara. it hits him so different that he starts thinking about talking to his parents about his hopes and dreams that's <laughs> that's pretty big, yeah, so um as he's walking home his parents sneak up on him and they're like oh what you doing and he's like oh you know they're I guess they're out shopping so he ran into him like coincidentally and Fuko Izumo has been following him like the ultimate creep uh, but for good purpose although I'm sure that's what every stalker thinks they're doing it for right a
0: good reason yeah right except Fuko mm. actually means it Ye- Yeah. yeah
1: yeah. Well, anyway, Scar um, basically decides to want to talk, like talk about, like tell his parents that he doesn't want to run the fucking restaurant business. He, he this isn't a food wars. He wants to be a photographer. This is instead Pokemon Snap. And um, as he's getting all his feelings out, he starts to manifest his uh, negator ability, unmoved. um i don't know i guess his parents decide to listen to him in the middle of the sidewalk i mean the middle of the street as they was crossing it not a choice decision no any circumstance even outside of a Mongol. but um nonetheless that's the situation they're in and he manifests his unmoved negator ability and his parents are frozen in the middle of the street and uh a truck is coming, a big fucking Mac truck, Optimus Prime type shit. <laughs> and right before um his family is crushed, fuko comes in with Gina and they both fuko hits the truck with her back. She uses that Kung Fu move. And Gina, I guess, just uses her negator ability like a normal fucking person. And um well a normal person with the negator ability, I guess. Whatever. Who goes crazy? She's out of this fucking world and I'm sure her spine is is done for the rest of the season for the series.
0: <laughs>
1: she's gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of the high school. And then after the arc is finished, she'll be alright. But um there's no way she's okay after this. She's only standing because she has adrenaline right now. But you know, the family's saved, they break down to Chigara with Negate and all of that, and he's like, Oh, okay, so I can't live normal anymore. Who like, No, 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 no. you good. That was the whole reason we infiltrated the school so that we can make sure you're okay when you're in the good, ability unlocks. And so that you can graduate like a normal person. And also so that I can exercise all of my stalker habits. Um, and that was the end of Undead Unlocked. Christian, any thoughts?
0: I thought this was a very cute chapter. <laughs> I, um, you know, we, one of the funny things about it is that like the story doesn't necessarily stop. You know, they still have to go on, like, Apocalypse's missions and all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I found, like, a funny touch, is that we never see them, but they definitely go on them. Um, yeah. So, I- I'm wondering if there's, like, some secret benefits they're also getting from these quests that they didn't have before that's just going to come out when they get Shakara on board, finally?
1: Try to be, like, artifacts and such.
0: Yeah, but they get new artifacts or maybe a new UMA or they know the location of somebody um but yeah no this was like a a cute little slice slice of life chapter we met i mentioned before that i do like it that undead unluck seems to be like genre hopping i guess um and making genre surfing yeah genre surfing um and uh i thought this was a really cool little moment for Chikara and all that stuff and it's a very sweet sentiment that they didn't come to collect him and just, like, make him part of the team. They're just, like, they they want to make sure that Chikara is ready to go, you know? And, you know, he's not mm-hmm. just going to drop out of school and, you know, just, like, make sure he finishes it. Because part of, I guess, like, Chikara is to have the support to kind of, like, have confidence in his ability and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought it was, like, kind of... A nice little wholesome story that i'm uh, appreciating here but that's all i really got to say about it josh what did you think about this chapter
1: i don't really have any extra thoughts to be honest i mean like i said it was a really it was a sweet it was a sweet chapter it was nice and i like that they went out of their way to express in shikara that yo like this was part of the whole mission like that's important to us that you're because you're a child and you do have an opportunity to have some type of normalcy at life where all of these people, you know, majority of the people in Union are adults mm-hmm. who are, are already had their childhood or they had already like shitty childhood or something like that and really didn't have any other aim. So they yeah. decided to join Union for something better, yeah. like the Invisible Kid. Um, so yeah, just really appropriate, it was touching. I love this series. Same.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, yeah, that has been undead and luck and that has been our show. Wow. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, jump is on break next week, so we'll have to see if we're going to do another show, but we'll, if not, we'll be back. I guess, uh, next the week after with all the new stuff coming out and we shouldn't I don't anticipate us needing to take any breaks after that so um yeah thank you guys so much for listening as per usual you can find me at the chris hospital on x and instagram uh you can find brian at b.esp on both x and instagram josh is at JD Cole underscore 37 on instagram uh new jump city josh on x and uh follow show itself at new jump city on uh twitter on X and Instagram. Uh email <laughs> show itself at new city at gmail.com any questions, <laughs> suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh um, on X. Or Stop! X You, you can hit up X freaks. <laughs> Elon Or you can star. hit up X. Um Yeah, no. Check us out. Let us know what you guys think. Uh if you guys want us to read anything for you
1: guys.
0: My Elon show, Academia. Yeah. My Elon Academia. <laughs> 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 um uh, Fringe. If you want us to, you know, read any of your questions on the show or whatever, and comments on the, on any of your thoughts on the manga or the podcast, you can email us and uh, comment under the video version of the podcast that we put out every week. Um, check out the pre-show chat show that we do every week. Um, comes out on Wednesdays usually. So uh, I hope you guys listen to that. Sometimes we talk about manga stuff on that as well, but we also, you know, just talk about other things that we're watching that we're seeing. Uh, get you guys to know us as as people a little more and we also answer questions on it so yeah do that Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify Google Podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts we are on there Uh, all 200 and what this is what 34 all 234 episodes are on those platforms so check us out on that and um, yeah without further ado um, that's been our show thank you guys so much Uh, stay safe new job citizens
1: Peace out, yeah.